We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Wine with Meg and Mel. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist, joined by Master of Wine, Meg Brotman. And today, Meg, you are the happiest woman in the world, aren't you? I am. Because we're talking about cheese. (laughs) Meg loves cheese. I love all types of cheese, you know, and it's just one of those things that cheese and wine matchings are so perfect. And so we thought we would um, put together a tasting. I'm just looking at the number of wines we have, which is frightening me somewhat. We're doing all Rob Dolan wines today because it's more about style than... Yeah. And they're very indicative of style. Exactly. So it makes sense. And so the cheeses we've got, um, we have some Stone and Crow cheeses, Mm -hmm. um, but we also have... Cheeses that you can buy in the supermarket because not everyone's lucky enough yeah. to live and work in the Yarra Valley. Well, that's Valley. the thing. Not everyone's popping out to the Yarra Valley to get some bougie cheese, are they? So we've included some bougie cheese, but also we needed some supermarket items. Yeah. So it's um, we've got all <laughs> things that you can get at your <laughs> local supermarket. Before we get too far, this is bothering me. Is it cheese or cheeses? You've said cheeses twice now. Probably cheese. The unaccountable plural form of noun is cheese. Cheese, okay. Is cheese. Cheese is cheese. That the plural of cheese is cheese. Okay. So oh, I stank cheeses? Did I say cheeses? Yeah, you did. You sure didn't say cheeses? No, you said cheeses. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> we are doing cheese. <laughs> Oh, hang on. When it's various types of cheese, it's cheeses. Oh, my God. See? So if it's two of the same type, you say cheese. cheese. But if you've got a blue and a gouda, you say cheeses. So we're doing cheeses. We are. <laughs> There's a fun fact. I don't need you a don't fun need to fact. Do it. That is awesome. I, I never knew that. Isn't English such, such, such oh, a Oh, my God. I pity language. anyone trying to learn I know, this language. Right? It is so full of cheese. Well, shit. we never knew that. And I'm no. old. <laughs> And I've eaten a lot of cheeses in my life. Okay. Oh, God, I just snorted. It's not it again. <laughs> That's going to be a classy show, Zoe. <laughs> okay, um, what you just, drinking? Well, just before that, just okay. so everyone knows, I've got Zoe the cheese dog sitting next to me at just hand height so I can feed her the cheeses <laughs> because, as we know, Zoe doesn't like cheap cheese. So she if doesn't. She, she is turns her nose up. We're kind of rating the cheese. Ooh, she's like um a super taster for cheese in yeah. dog form. Yeah, she's a super cheeser. So my fun fact, <laughs> yes. um, get back on track, is in I think Austria or Croatia, maybe this winery put their wine in a lake for six months on purpose. On purpose, okay. Um, and then they brought it up. Now, underwater, it's under pressure, so should age, I would have thought more slowly, but turns out that the wine that they brought up looked more developed by about 10 years, they thought, than the wine that was aged on earth. What? I know. I know. I think I need, like, science. Like, what? why? I need a why. I have no idea, but remember they pulled out that wine from the Titanic, yeah, and then that, they sold it off at a great. Though, yeah, it? it was apparently it was Max crap. It was champagne. It. He said that it was 
salty. Like it was yeah, well, seawater. Through the cork. But this was done in a freshwater lake. Yeah. Um, they submerged it and I think they wanted to see the, the effect of ageing the effect of pressure, pressure, I'm assuming. Pressure, that makes sense. On, on aging. So pressure. Cool. And the, the guy that wrote the article said um, it's all well and good to do that, but not all of us. If we want to drink our wine earlier yeah. and more advanced, yeah. we don't all have a massive lake that we can submerge our wine. No, under. I'm literally sitting here going, how much Marsan can I buy and put weights on and throw in the dam? <laughs> I mean, Marsan age is so beautifully by itself. I don't think you need to bother. But I, I know, I, but it's ten years. That's the point. That it like. Oh, you want to bring it on wait, early? I don't want to wait ten years. I want to be drinking the age Marsan now. <laughs> well, you should have been at Food and Drink on Monday. I just did a trade event. Oh, really? Shadow de Bilk were there with I think three Marsans. I think that's all they had. How late did it go back? Um, I think it was the fourteen, the one that the fourteen's nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're all good. They're all. Good. What have we got? The Magnum of? Is it the ten? No. no, 18. 18. 18 still, baby. We're well, taking that to a wine show when we have a, a wine show because we're going to do Magnum dinners. Yeah. It's a good one. It is a good one. And it's a forgotten grape variety too. So. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Mag, well, <laughs> what am I drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> Anyone who follows me on Instagram will have seen this today, last night. No, the night before. We don't normally drink during the week, but... Lily got their license, so we were very excited. Um, and we opened up a 2015 Goodman Yarra Valley Cabernet, and it was superb. It was so good that I said Goodman. to my husband, who'd been doing good f- food and wine shows, so he got all the swapsies and cheeses. Ah. We need cheese. Um, we only had one cheese, not the plural of cheeses. <laughs> It was a some sort of cheddar, but the wine, it was just so indicative of what Yarra Valley Cabernet is like. I should never have opened it. I've, it was down in the bottom, you know, yeah, hidden. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, 2015, it's 2022, should be drinking really yeah. well. It was. Still a baby. No tertiary character at all. None wow. of that age character. All blueberry and blackberry and black currant leaf. And, oh, my God, the tannin oh. structure. So, well done, Ms. Goodman. Yarra Valley Cabernet way to go and Kate I don't think Kate's making her Goodman wines anymore that's what I was going to ask because I was like I haven't actually heard of Goodman under I assumed when you said Goodman you meant Kate Goodman but I didn't realize that she actually had a label that was that yeah she was working out of a small rented winery with um, um uh, Caroline Mooney who's now at Zonzo but yeah. was doing Bird on a Wire mm. and they were working together but Kate's now in South Australia with Penley making amazing Cabernet with Penley a loss to the Yarra Valley by the Okay, let's get into it. Um, or actually, before we get into it, might I just say that while I was editing the Aldi podcast last night, I drank the Riesling. Bloody beautiful. Oh, the Freya and Jules. Yeah, the Freya and Jules. I still stand on the fact that Jules is a bloke, but anyway. No, um, the chicks in my head, but still. I know, it is awesome. great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you really, actually really, went really to Aldi good. and bought it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Now it's time to get into cheese. So, Meg, um, I, I gave you the funniest brief for cheese. I was like, go supermarket, but go like the night. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll tell you what she said. <laughs> go the bougie cheese in the supermarket, not your coons, not coon, cheese, not your cheese, not your cheese, yeah. but the ones in the sort of posher section. Like, yeah. So all of these are branded cheeses. I will go yes. through what we've got. We have a Tasmanian Heritage Triple Cream Brie. I oh, I think I like that one. Rob told me that's his favourite one. Is it? Yeah. Uh, favourite cheese. Favourite cheese, yes. We have 
for our cheddar, the South Cape Club Cheddar Vintage, rich and bitey. All right. All right. We have for our blue, the Costello Creamy Blue, which is, I think, Global, so any yes, of our, Castello is very. Um, any of our renowned. global listeners will be able to try that. Yep. And then lastly, we have the Mer- Meredith Dairy Plain Goats. I did want to try the dill, but I thought the dill might impact on the wine too. Yeah, good call on that because I think that would be too much of a variable, and we need to focus on the actual cheese. I the, thought so too. You trained flavor. me well. Yes, and we also have <laughs> another thing that's a bit of a contentious issue. I don't like crackers with cheese. I like bread. Um, so, but I've also got the Captain's Table water crackers, which is kind of that like... That is what I would buy if I was exactly. doing... Exactly. Yeah. Didn't even get the cracked pepper one. That is so French of you, Meg. Well, I, yes, I think Why? Why do you like bread? Think, think, it tastes less cheese. I think it's more neutral, actually, depending on the bread. Oh, really? Um, I just like... Well, I just love bread. <laughs> For a start. <laughs> a cracker I can have any time. But... Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know, but we went to Loom the other night, a yeah. very amazing restaurant in yeah. South Melbourne uh, that was just incredible meal, but their bread was amazing. And they brought out cheese because I didn't do dessert, I did the cheese course instead. Classic. And I just said, can I have more bread? And, like, everyone's just sitting there going, no, no, because they gave us this, yeah, like, wafer that had been made out of blah, 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 because it's all very, I wouldn't say gastronomic, you know what's that? Molecular. Yes, yes. But it, yes. it is very worked on food. Yeah. Um, in the nicest possible way. But they gave us these tiny crackers, and I'm like, no, no, I need the bread. And <laughs> I think we probably spent. I don't know if they're charging us for the bread because if they were, that's probably what half the bill was. I can't believe you went to a restaurant that is that high fine mm, dining, and I you know. had to order extra bread. Oh, man. Oh yeah, but it is one of those meals where, like, so when you had a you had some steak and yeah. they had baked a little brioche for you yeah. to break off, so they gave you what they thought is it should go with the meal, which is great. Yeah, but don't mess with me and my cheese and my bread. <laughs> like, I have to have bread. Oh, the other night we, you're when so we had- stuck. You're so stubborn. Like the other night when we were out for dinner somewhere nice, and you were like bugging the waiter. Are you sure there's no fries? Are you sure? Can you talk to the chef? Can you get me fries? I was a little bit annoyed because <laughs> it was they, it was like boiled potato. It wasn't yeah. even anything exciting. And there is they had two restaurants. They could have gone downstairs to the other restaurant and got the fries. Yes. I understand that we were in the fine dining section, so I do apologise. Can't take was. you anywhere. Well, I was hungry and I wanted fries. <laughs> and, you know, I don't get out much, so when I do, I want yeah. fries. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, um, okay. here's how we're going to do this. Similar to how the snack episode happened, I think we get a cheese because it was super, um, generally speaking, the accepted rule is soft cheese goes with white wine, hard cheese goes with red wine. But we're going to see just really out of everything, for each cheese we will each choose a wine and see who can get the best pairing for it, whether it be red or white. Yeah, absolutely. Which cheese do you want to start with? You choose, cheese connoisseur. Should we char- start with um, the Annie Baxter from um, 
Nah. Rob Dolan? No. <laughs> okay. Shall start, we start with one everyone knows? Okay, so one, one I think that most people would start, if you had a cheese platter, most people <laughs> like would start. The, I'm like, you choose. And then you chose, and I was like, okay. no, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I think most people, if, if, you, if I had this cheese platter in front of me, the triple cream brie would be where I'd be headed. Yes, yes, true. Fine. Okay. Generally speaking, if we're sticking to the rule, cheese, uh, soft cheese brie, super creamy cheese, Chardonnay, right? That makes so much sense. So I'm going to do the sensible thing and get a the most buttery Chardonnay in the mm. Rob Dolan portfolio. And we'll see if the rule wins or if you can find something more interesting. Because this is such a high-fat cheese, I've tasted it. My automatic thought is I'm going to try some sparkling mm. to cut through the fat. Brie, remember, has a washed rind on it, so it has a little bit of that rindy flavour. You do lose the acid's great with the fat, but you do lose any flavour of the wine. Yeah, that's yum. I know, right? And I took it out so that it's warm. Never have your cheese. Hate cold cheese? You can't taste it. And if you want your cheese to ripen, just don't put it in the fridge. Leave it for a week and then it'll look French. <laughs> French. Ew, my initial thoughts is our buttery Chardonnay was too buttery for the cheese. The cheese and once again do whatever you want when you're actually just having a cheese board we're doing this for the sake of like molecular like what is the best possible we can do Mm. if anyone served this for me i'd be happy with it but because we're doing the experiment i'm going to say that the chardonnay is overpowering the cheese and i need something a little more pulled back how was your sparkling sparkling was lost by the cheese i'm gonna go rosé i'm gonna go a more mineral driven chardonnay so our black label is from lower areas in the Yarra Valley, so it gets a lot riper, a lot richer. We kind of treat it so that it becomes more buttery style. Our white label is from an upper Yarra region, which means it's more mineral. Mm. It's going to have a nice acidity, and so maybe that we will work better. A whole piece of cheese. <laughs> we won't need lunch today, will I? No, I know, but we are doing a photo shoot with the menu, so <laughs> chances are okay. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a big eating day. The white, would, mm. Yeah, what does White Label do? I would have thought it would have been too delicate for this cheese. No, it, it the intensity of both are perfectly matched and neither of them overpower the other. And that, because this has a really nice acid, it kind of cuts through that like fatty feel in my mouth and the finish has flavours of both the cheese and the wine, which is always what I look for in a pairing. I will be honest, when I have cheese, I'm not like most people that have cheese as an entree to a meal. Yeah. I'm, I tend to follow the French method and have it before have it. my dessert or instead of dessert. What? Before your dessert? French, what, do you have? French don't have it after you have dessert. entree main cheese. Cheese dessert. So, oh, my God, that's so weird. Comme les Francais. No, I love everything about the French and I think I should be French, but I do not agree with that. The reason they do that is because um, they don't think you should follow savoury after sweet. It should go savoury, 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 sweet. What? No, that still makes no sense. In terms of your meal, you should not. But you still finish with dessert either way. Yes, but you shouldn't do dessert and then savoury. You should finish on sweet. Oh. Oh, yes, I do think that you should finish on sweet, but I think the cheese is best. Maybe just because I'm a bogan, but like, 
Like maybe when you're having people over for dinner and everyone's a bit hungry when they get there and they start eating a drink and it's like that's when you put cheese into them because it's not too much that they won't eat dinner. But it's like a nice little filler while you're cooking. Oh, no, I don't. What? You- I'm never coming to your house. I'm just kidding. I always want you to <laughs> When you've got nice food before, in mind. <laughs> before a meal, I will have something that's salty and salumi and charcuterie, but I will not have cheese. I'll have. Okay. You're hosting a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. So you arrive, mm-hmm. and I may have some little blini with smoked salmon on them, or I would have some capocolo, or I would have maybe some pate with some cornichon and bread, olives, these things called lupino, which are little beans. There'll be no cheese. You are so much fancier than me. I only knew maybe a third of the words you just said. <laughs> just, just go to a deli and pick out stuff. I will have salty before your meal, mostly. Yes, 100% salty. Come to my house, you get some nice Mercy Valley and some Savoys. <laughs> I love Savoys. <laughs> so we came down on Pinot Noir and White Label Chardonnay. Could you just drop me a little bit drop yeah. of the White Label Chardonnay? Oh, I do like the Chardonnay. Yeah, I, I'm going to strip it to Chardonnay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think you've done a better match, to be honest, um, because, you know, that rindiness is almost like lazy – yeah, yeah. Character. And so I think you're matching that in the wine. Yeah. But I do applaud you for trying to do something different. I went pretty traditional with that, so. You did. So where are we next? Uh, uh, should we go goat's cheese or is that too strong? I'd like to do cheddar next. Cheddar. There's the cheddar. So it's the Mersey, no, sorry, South Cape Club Cheddar Vintage Rich and Bitey. We definitely won't need lunch Do you want to give that to Zoe? (laughs) Seriously. Which one would you like, Zoe? Cheddar (laughs) or... She went the brie. She went the brie. She would too. She's so bougie. We love you so much. (laughs) Mind you, before Mel got here, I have given her a taste of every single cheese that's on the table. Like, you know, when you open wine and you just give it a taste to make sure it's okay. Meg did that with the cheese and Zoe helped her. Like she tasted every cheese with her and like gave her an analysis. (gasps) Wow, that's actually really good cheese. Doesn't have the right texture for a cheddar for me. I like cheddar that's crumbly. Yes. But it is rich and bitey and creamy. Ooh, I'm going to go Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh, maybe CSM. CSM. Yum. Well, you can't do it now because I've caught it. So I'm trying it with the Rob Dole and True Colors Cab Shiraz Merlot. Okay. I'm going to do this just to be different. I'm going to try the buttery Chardonnay again, the Black Label. Although I know in my heart that a red wine is going to win. But... Oh, that's actually nice. CSM is an absolute winner. Yeah. So a Cab Shiraz. I mean, it's a, it's such an amazingly good wine. Mm. From 2017, people don't drink blends. They should. <laughs> it doesn't tell. We have so much of it. And it's so, <laughs> it is so delicious. But no you, one drinks blends, exactly. You forget about it and then suddenly you try it with that cheese and you're just like, you're reminded how good it is. Um, I'm trying more cheese. Does Zoe want more? Yeah, she does. So Black Label, which has got 30% malolactic fermentation. Mm. Um, That's a good tip. Barrel fermented mm-hmm. and a bit of lee stirring. So That's how we sew. 
big and buttery and a bold Chardonnay for the Aravelli, I should say. Oh, that's good. Makes the cheese look good. And it makes the wine, I've figured out what it is, it matches the body of the wine and the intensity of the wine, but the actual flavours of the wine turn really bright and fruity. And it, yeah, texturally, it's a really good match, which I wouldn't have thought yeah. would have been possible because I would have thought that the cheddar would have overwhelmed the wine, but actually it's beautiful. I think I would and have too. Make, it makes the cheese look more chalky or something. Yeah. I'm glad we finally – Yeah, we've agreed I was, on I was hoping that we would disprove the whole – soft cheeses need to go with yeah. white. Like I was really hoping that would happen, but I wasn't going to force it. <laughs> it is a load of BS to be honest, because look, there are so many different types of cheeses and there's hard cheese and there's hard cheese, isn't there? I wouldn't even have thought that that cheddar is a particularly hard cheese. A cheddar should crumble and, you know, it should be almost like a Parmesan. This isn't, um, but um, hey, I'm really surprised how much I like the cheese. <laughs> And B, how well it goes with both the white both, and the red. Yeah, the CSM went really well. As so well. that would be kind of all rounder to serve on your cheese platter. So remembering that this podcast isn't about the particular wines. We're using Rob Dolan wines as an example. Therefore, Meg, if people go into Dan's or Nick's or whatever they go to, what is an equivalent kind of level to look for that will be similar to this to go with a cheddar? I think any sort of Cabernet or Cabernet Shiraz blend. Any cab blend, yeah. Um, between 15 and $20 would go would really, go with really it. well with that yep. cheese. Good call. I think on the Chardonnay, probably look for something maybe from a warmer climate Agreed. to match the or, black label. Or just something that you know is a bigger Chardonnay. Yeah. I think warmer climate. Yeah, yeah warmer right. climate, maybe McLaren Vale-ish yeah. way. Um, you don't want something from a cool climate with, I think, that minerality to it. You want some richness in, in, in the wine. Yeah, so no. go for a richer style. Just ask someone in Dan's or Coles or whatever what, yeah. what a richer style of Chardonnay is. Yeah. And, um, do it with your good old... I don't think I've ever bought that before. What's it? What's the brand again? South Cape. Oh, uh, I mean, it's. I, I know the brand. Where's it from? Western Australia, isn't it? Does Does cheese have an appellation? Yeah, you should know the best ones. South Cape Saputo, Tasmania. Saputo. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. I used to work in cheese. I know all the big cheese companies. You work for Fonterra. I worked for Fonterra. That's so a New Zealand company. We had mainland. That was probably the. That's actually quite good. I love the ad. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we yes. go goats? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to need a cracker for the goats. I'm all, wait, what? You're so random. Why? Oh, I can try the bread. Can no, I no, I just want, I want to know why you want the goats when you've already established that you're a big bread lover. <laughs> because. You're walking contradiction. Yeah. I don't normally eat goat's cheese as a, as a cheese. Um, in France, I would. I would have cabicou. It's this little cheese. It's like a tiny cork, and I think it means – there's one called bouchon, which is cork. Yep. It looks like a tiny cork, and it's um, goat's cheese with a rind on it, and they serve it with walnuts and honey, which are local in a salad. It's just beautiful. If any of you have had um, salad, they do a, a, a salad fromage fray, fromage show. Anyway, chevre show, salad chevre show. So they put goat's cheese on toast, toast it under the grill, and then put it in a salad. 
with walnuts and honey. Yum. Yum. Salad chevre show. Holy moly, that sounds like something I would like to eat. Yeah, you would. And it's really good for you. It's how? Got- what? Wait, how can we do it? <gasps> we can make it. Oh you just make God. a basic vinaigrette, use a nice soft oh lettuce. Oh, God, that sounds so nice. And then you do put little, like, baguette rounds with your chevre, your, your goat's cheese, and then you grill it. And then you just drizzle honey and toss toasted walnuts through. Yum. Can we do some work one day? <laughs> this is in Kaol in southwest France. It was a, a particular thing of the Kaol region. But anyway, back to the cheese. The Sorry. reason I'm putting it on the bread is I can't pick it up with my fingers because it would be really ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cracker might work better with the goats and the cheese. I don't – just texturally because goats is quite chalky and crackery-like, mm. whereas bread is softer. But anyway, I've got to think of a wine. I'm going to go Savvy B. Have I beaten you to it? No, I was always going to go Pinot. I love goat's really? cheese and Pinot. Texturally, I find the tannin in Pinot somehow always just comes out really nice with goat's cheese, and I maintain it. That white label's beautiful with it. I'm going to try sparkling first. Can I just say, though, sparkling's going to go with everything. Like, can we, are we safe in saying sparkling goes with every cheese? Oh, sparkling doesn't go with everything. Sparkling won't go with the blue. The sparkling's good. It's very fresh. Um, now I've got the Savvy B. And the reason I'm mixing this is a little bit of that grassiness from Sauvignon with a little bit of passion fruit. Mm. Man, that's good. What vintage is that? I've never, ever heard you say that about a Savvy Blanc before. I feel like I should choose something else. I'm really happy with um, the white label Pinot. But I feel like I just want to choose something else to bring us. Um, okay, I will say that the Sauvignon, the Rob Dolan 2020 True Colour Sauvignon, is so incredibly aromatic that it almost, I almost lost the cheese. But I'm going to go back in. In like a good way, don't we? Okay, with aromatic Sauvignons, I, I'm thinking New Zealand greeny cat's pee. So is it? Like that, or maybe that's what you need. This is much more on that passion fruit riper spectrum, right? So, so it's more passion cut. fruit. It's not like a New Zealand style. There is a bit of cut grass, which I thought would be enhanced with the cheese. Yeah, but in actual fact, the cheese just make the passion fruit look even more passion fruity. Oh, weird, huh? Oh, that is weird. So I'm going that's in with fun. the cracker this time. Variable. Way better with the cracker, people. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Your vehicle to get it to your mouth <laughs> matters. <laughs> okay. The bread and the goat's cheese is bloody awful. The cracker and the goat's cheese is bloody delicious. Don't believe me. I know you're probably on a low-carb diet, but try a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> try a little bit of the bread uh-huh. and put the goat's cheese on it. The cheese is lost on the bread. You're right. Yeah, no, this is what I think about bread. It's a waste to have no. cheese with bread because it you, you just taste bread. Unless you put like a shrimp on cheese on it. Well, come to my house and you'll see. You can't, <laughs> you can't see the bread for the cheese. <laughs> oh, no, the goat's cheese on the cracker with the Sauvignon Blanc is a winner. Yeah. She says with a mouthful. <laughs> That's my dog crying. Because if you heard the wine, the that was um, – <laughs> Zoe, she wants to be in on the show. Uh, so I'm going Savvy and goat's cheese and you're going Pinot and goat's cheese. I just tried the Pinot Gris and I have no reason to back up why this is happening. But the Pinot Gris actually washes out the flavour of the cheese and the Pinot Noir works with the cheese. May I have some Pinot Noir to try your Please do. theory on a cracker? Pinot Noir on a cracker? 
What was your one, Sophie Blanc? You're so noble. You always reach out for the forgotten varieties when we do this. I just go to the ones I like and you actually like. But realistically, all my mates drink bloody Sauvignon Blanc. So I've got, you know, if I'm doing this for for personal research, I may as well try and find something that they can drink. Not that they drink Rob Dolan Sauvignon Blanc because it's not Kiwi Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, my God. I wonder if anyone who listens to our podcast drinks Sauvignon Blanc. Let's put up a poll. I do. I drink Sancerre. Sancerre doesn't count. It's Sauvignon Blanc. What do you mean? Has to be Australia or New Zealand. Mel's right. Pinot looks bloody fantastic after the cheese. Doesn't it? So we have to go to France together. Let's just do it and we'll make it a tax deduction. Love that. Also, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'll take you to all the cheese places, not the wine places. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Can okay. we prioritise wine? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine podcasting around France I know, together. All right. Today we're sitting in Porto. <laughs> we're going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> um, you going to camp soon? Okay. I have a comment. I, with goat's cheese, normally like to have it with um, a quince paste or like something sweet. Yeah, Meg's making a face at me. Right. That's how I like it. I, I love a, condom, a sweet condom or like um, some nice honey. That's why. Honey, honey, honey's good. Mm. Yes. yes. But when I tasted I the, the Savion Blanc, it tasted like my missing element on my cheese. <gasps> True. Because it was so fruity. It is so fruity, it, isn't it? It completed the mouthful. It, it completed it. I cannot believe how good that wine is. Yeah, it's really nice, actually. It's obviously in a really lovely drinking window, a 2020. I think Beautiful. we all dismiss it because it's Sauvignon Blanc, but that's actually really yum. It is yum. It's kind of floral. Am I tasting jasmine? <laughs> Possibly. Elderflower. It's, mm. it's, sort of mm. a, it's got a, a very Yarra Valley, but it's got a foot in Sancerre, Loire, Sauvignon, and foot in New Can Zealand. you generalise Yarra Valley from this Sauvignon Blanc? The passion fruit surprises me. Normally I get lots of pineapple, tin pineapple juice. Oh, uh, yeah. So passion fruit is quite surprising. Hmm. But you're right, yum. Tammy. I am going to find it hard to choose a favorite. And no, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with the Savion Blanc personally because I like a fruity touch when I have goat's cheese. What's the next one? A blue. Are you going to do the blue? Uh, yes, I'll do it. So just so you know, quince and blue should go together, not quince and brie. Maybe I'm going to stick with my Savion Blanc. No, screw it. I'll go sweet. I'm going to go the late harvest Savion Blanc. I'm moving the blue. And that, this is that Costello blue, which is soft and creamy. And look, once again, I am cheating because blue generally is served with like a nice late harvest sweet dessert wine. So I'm not really going outside of the box here and finding a Where pairing. are you going? I went the late harvest. Classic. Oh, no. I'm going old cigar smoking white label. <gasps> Cabernet. No, oh, no I, cracker, no cheese. I think I hate blue enough that I'm, I can't be impartial for this experiment. Okay. The other thing for the Cabernet is Cabernet has that herbal note and blue has that herbal, earthy, mouldy, yeah. yeah. shall we say, flavour. Not the Cabernet has mouldy flavour, but this is definitely a cheese uh, bread one. But I'm trying to, Oh, my God, the Cabernet is so good. Is it? With the blue. And the blue on the cheese, because the blue's it's a Costello, so it's soft and creamy, so the, the bread actually works well. Okay, yeah, your call there. But um, I'm moving on to the Annie Baxter. I'm sorry, I just have to go back to that. All right. That is heaven. Tonight okay. I'm lighting the fire. I'm taking home 
some white label cabernet. I'm going to get some blue and some bread. Yeah. I don't want to give you blue cheese. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Annie Baxter. Okay. And, that, uh, and I'm drinking that and eating the cheese because that is don't, – don't right. even look anywhere else. Wow. All right. That is a big recommendation from this MW. So Stone and Crow, <clears throat> now we're like on the bougie side because – these wines don't even they, they don't even fall into like a typical category like brie or cheddar or whatever they just have names so this is called the annie baxter i don't even it's it's, it's a buffalo milk. style it's buffalo milk but it's hard it's hard it's for, chalky for those of you who know cheese it's a little bit like conte mm-hmm. or osal de irte which i can never pronounce um <laughs> I'm telling you, Zoe just needs to be on the stage. Seriously, I just got. I need to set up a camera. I just got to sit pretty and beg. And you know that I'm such a sucker for you. Yeah, you are such a like, sucker. You give her everything she wants. No, that's it. I'm going to ignore you. Right, where are we? So yeah, it's it's like a a a sheep's cow milk blend um, with a rind. It is. One of my favourite cheeses on the planet. Me too. And it is reminiscent to me of like, <laughs> because wine is my like baseline of what I compare other things to, like a weirdo and everyone else is the other way around, but it's like a really complex wine. It is a complex cheese. Yes. It has that progression of flavour. There's a lot going on, kind of takes you on a journey. Sounding like an idiot, but I don't care. I think it's really, really nice. I'm going to pair it with Masan only because I love Masan and it would make Ooh, me happy if this worked. that'll be a good pair. Well done. Oh, you jumped the gun. Um, this is one I'm not going to have with bread because, again, like Mel said, it is just such an incredibly complex, yeah, amazing cheese. It probably doesn't need – it doesn't need anything. I'm, mm, I'm thinking Arnais and almost true colour Chardonnay. Yeah. So it's also worth saying if you are Melbourne-based or if you're planning to come, this Sonnen Crow cheese is pretty like a lot of the cellar doors in the Yarra Valley do use Sonnen Crow because um, he's a boutique winemaker. He's a fantastic uh, cheesemaker. He's a boutique cheesemaker. He's a fantastic cheesemaker. It means a lot to him about where where the milk comes from and everything. So... Oh my god, we can't keep a straight face. Um, it's one of her favourites. Look at her; she knows. Oh, she knows it. She loves it. But like I was at Saint Hubert's and they had this. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So Stone and Crow is across the valley. So more, not most, but a lot of cellar doors across the valley will have Stone and Crow. So if you want to try any backstay, you can go to them. Or come to Rob Dolan. That's where it's made. Jack is a very well respected cheesemaker, particularly in the Yarra Valley. Um, the Chardonnay, can I just say, and Annie Baxter, beautiful. Mm, true colours. Yep. The wine looks super fruity with the cheese and the cheese looks chalkier and more. It, but that's our entry-level Chardonnay. <laughs> that's our entry-level Chardonnay. That's like um a more fruity one with not much oak. Yum. And I know that this is Zoe's favourite cheese, so this is why she's giving me grief. Ooh. Oh, that's cool with the mozzarella. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm just trying the shardy again because I, th- I don't want to be mistaken for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's for me. Meg, so? just tasting more cheese. I don't want to be mistaken. No, that's right. 
got to get it right. It was like with the dim sims. Kept having to try. Just try another one. I don't want to be mistaken. No, love that. Oh, mm, that is so good with masan. Where is it? Okay, masan, and then I'm wondering, Pinot Gris. You don't have to sit pretty. I think that's child abuse. <laughs> I will give you anything you want. You don't have to beg. Okay. <laughs> she clearly loves the Annie Baxter over she everything else. Loves. She knows the Annie Baxter. She loves the Annie Baxter. Jack, this is the ultimate recommendation for your cheese. Zoe is obsessed with it. She she knows bougie cheese. She's like all. Oh, she, it's like she knows that the rest were supermarket cheeses. She'll eat them. She'll eat them. If that's but- all that's on offer. She knows the Annie Baxter. She wants the fancy stuff. Oh, the Marsan is brilliant. Unreal, isn't it? Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> yeah, Mel's right. The, the cheese is, is very um, – there's an earthy nuttiness to the cheese and the Marsan is quite floral, but there's an oiliness in the Marsan yes. that kind of works with the structure of the cheese mm. and the floralness of the Marsan. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. Yum. I think that's my pairing of the day. That could be the best one. Was it your Marsan and popcorn in the last one? Yeah, Marsan and popcorn. I'm it's just interesting going- that Marsan keeps coming up as um, – Shut up. Shut up. I am going to try four plus one. What was your first one? Oh, true colour. True colour Chardonnay. Loved it. Completely different though. It's more like um, the young teenagers out on a walk together, so much more forward and they kind of work. Well, they're young and youthful and everything. Yours is a little bit more Zoe, uh-uh. sitting in the – an older couple sitting in the study and <laughs> not, my analogies aren't working, clearly Teenagers not. on a walk together. Are you describing the wine or the people who would drink it? Yeah, no – it's kind of like the youthfulness of the, the the Chardonnay brings out the youthfulness in the cheese, whereas with the Marsan you see more mature. No, I'm with you. I like it. We, with Marsan you're seeing more maturing, yeah. complexing factors. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's hard to talk over. Yeah. I don't want to. There's some little brain cells there. I give her a little on the nose when she's like, Yeah. Um, so if that makes sense. No, I loved it. I actually, I, I'm a big one for analogies. I love a good analogy. No, I'm into it. Okay. Uh, Annie Bax. Four plus one. Jeez, we will not need lunch, but you know what? We will have it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come The farmer cooking up everything. Oh, it's their new menu too. I know. And so we haven't had it before, so we're going to want to eat everything. Tori asked me to do um, food and wine pairings for mm-hmm. the courses, and I said, oh, I need to taste them. She said, oh, I need them today. And I went, Okay, but I still need to taste them. And she said, I'm with you. I know. I'll let you know. Mm. I agree. I do really like. The thing about using the true colours Chardonnay is I'm not even, for me, our true colour Chardonnay, our entry-level Chardonnay, is kind of unique. I don't think I've tasted many Chardonnays. Bloody delicious. I'm not sure I've tasted many Chardonnays with that much restraint in oak, which aren't really mineral or like super acidic. Like it's like fruit driven, oak restraint, really. You're um, probably too young to remember the unoaked Chardonnays that were kicking around in the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. Um, 
The thing I love about that is there's this very definite cashew character about the yeah, wine, which yeah. I get in cool climate Chardonnay as a great variety, but it gives an impression of oak. Yeah. And it's uh, – I had forgotten how yummy that wine was. Okay, Meg, what is your pick of the lineup, best cheese and wine combination? Uh, Marsan and Annie. Me too. Without a doubt. Yeah, me too. That was awesome. But maybe we should choose another one because Annie Baxter is but great sh- if you're in I, the I Valley. I think but- shout out to Sauvignon Blanc and goat's cheese Agree. in general. Yeah. Um, and I think Breeze, just be careful. Breeze are tricky. Breeze are tricky. That's a yeah. good message. That's a great take-home message. Some were great. Some were actually really quite bad. I think even if we tried everything here, we would struggle to find the, the, the actual perfect thing. Yeah. So, again, like everything else in life, do what <laughs> – do what you like yeah. and what you enjoy. Next week, we're going to do – what are we doing, Meg? Gamma. <laughs> we just paused for a second and I was like, wait, what are we going to do next week? And I was like, okay, what's something that's like kind of alternative but looking to be grown in Australia that people would be interested in, it's getting bigger? And she looked at me with the most pain I've ever seen in anyone's eyes. Like she was about to burst into tears. It was like – <laughs> I loved the Gruner Veltlinger episode so much because it was so fantastically delicious and now I've got to go out and find Gamay. I love that you're the one choosing it. So what do we do? Like one Beaujolais but the rest oh, a bit more local? Oh, you She's so upset. She hates Gamay. I love Gamay. I think Gamay is definitely awesome. be, What we'll do is we'll do a straight Beaujolais, uh, a Beaujolais village. Yeah, I think we should. We need a benchline. A crew. Yeah. Um, and then maybe look at some Beaujolais from Australia. I love it. haven't decided. Gamay just, from just, Australia. Gamay. Yeah, <laughs> Gammy, as we used to call it. Okay, that will actually be a fun one to listen to because I'm going to love everything and Meg's going to hate everything. Okay, so that is definitely enough for today. There is chaos going on at Rob Dolan Wine. There are cows everywhere. We're going to put out videos. Welcome to our actual world. Um, We hope that you took something from today's episode. Go out, buy some cheese, have fun, find pairings. Actually pay attention to kind of the interaction they're having with each other. I I think is a good take-home message as well. Yes, and at the end of the day, do what you enjoy the most. Oh, yeah, but actually just enjoy it. Yeah, don't yeah, take and, it and all too be seriously. Beware the brie. Dun, dun, be dun. the brie. Beware the brie. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, enjoy your next glass of wine. And drink well. We would like to thank Rob Dolan Wines for sponsoring this podcast and they have kindly made available an offer for our listeners. That's it. So Rob Dolan Wines is based only about 30 minutes from Melbourne. So if you're in Victoria, it's pretty easy to get out to our end at South. If you tell the tasting staff at the cellar door that you listen to the podcast, what they're going to do is give you a sneaky taste of all the other things that aren't on the standard tasting menu uh, that you might have heard about while you're listening. And hopefully it's all Cabernet. Oh, go the Cabernet. Cabernet. Go the Cabernet. Drink the Cabernet. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Drink the Marsat. No, <laughs> If you aren't based quite as close, we still have something for you. There is a free shipping uh, code. It is just podcast. If you put podcast into your checkout, then you'll get free shipping. So you can taste some of the things that we rave about on this podcast. Go the Cabernet. <laughs>